Welcome to the IoT podcast powered by Paratus People. Be among the first to find out what's happening in the fascinating and growing world of IoT from the industry leaders themselves. Welcome to the IoT podcast. I am your host, Tom White. We are joined today by Remco Plouf. Remco is the European IoT lead for Avanant. Uh, Avanant helps customers find innovative data, AI, and IoT solutions for their businesses. Uh, Remco is also the founder of the Azure IoT community, which shares knowledge and challenges between partners and end customers. Remco, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, uh, Tom. I really uh, appreciate it uh, that you invited me to this podcast. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I know we've been trying to find a slot for a couple of weeks now, so exactly. uh, it's, good, it's good to get you on here. As as we're recording this, I think we're we're just about ten days out from uh, from Christmas Day, so uh, it's exactly. good to get you in in time. Yeah. Um, Remco, thank you, thank you so much for for our listeners. Can you explain your background uh, within the Microsoft Azure platform and the position that you hold uh, within Avenant? Yes, so I think uh, the past 20 years I'm involved with uh, the Microsoft partner landscape. So I'm involved with the Microsoft uh, partner landscape for a long time now. Um, I think since the start of the Azure platform, um, I'm involved at several uh, projects with clients. Um, And I think my first uh, connection with the cloud was in 2003 already, Uh, also with Microsoft before Azure, uh, with uh, with a solution called Live.edu. It was a cloud solution from Microsoft uh, to the education market. It was an uh, unbranded Hotmail environment for education. So I started my cloud journey very early. I think this past 10 years, I'm quietly involved with the product teams uh, at Microsoft. So I'm collaborating with them uh, with feedback on the the current projects. I'm involved with new uh, functionalities in certain uh, products on the Azure platform, especially, of course, on IoT. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's really great. Uh, within Avanat, uh, I will be leading IoT in Europe from the 1st of January, so uh, in a couple of days. I'm part of an acquisition from Avanat, uh, the company called Altius, where they're focused on data and AI and IoT solutions. And they, uh, they bought us at the beginning of this year. And uh, I will be part of, uh, of a new team uh, in Europe uh, for IoT, especially focused on IoT. And uh, I will help there the, the regions and the, the countries within Europe and also the UK, of course, uh, from the 1st of January uh, with their IoT propositions and IoT help at, at their customers. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And the Azure IoT community, that is that just within the Netherlands or is that wider? Do you have lots of different members from elsewhere? Yeah, so I think uh, a little bit more than three years ago, um, um, I did already a lot of community work, especially around uh, Office 365 and, and other communities, but there was no no IoT-related uh, community. There were, of course, but not focused on Azure. So uh, yeah, from that point, uh, opinion, I thought, okay, let's start an no, Azure IoT community-focused uh, community to um, uh, to share knowledge within partners, but also with customers and other people that are interested. If you look uh, at at, at uh, the countries, it's uh, at the moment really focused on the Netherlands uh, and sometimes a little bit of Belgium people. Uh, but the Netherlands is quite international. So if you uh, if you look at the presentations at the Azure IT community, it's all English. Uh, because I think 50% of the audience is English-speaking people. Uh, 
and the other ones are Dutch. And uh, so it's quite international. Um, at the moment, we are looking around to expand it to other countries in uh, in Europe, especially now with the online movement and yeah, communities are getting more and more online. Yeah. Um, we, we yeah we want to see how we can uh, extend that uh, even further. Right, yeah, and and I guess that ties in quite nicely to to my next question. Obviously, having founded the Azure IoT community, you know what what are the benefits of people joining, and and where do you see it going in the future? Yeah, it's a good uh, and of course uh, also a uh, difficult question. But so um, I think uh, if you want to learn something and share your knowledge around IoT, especially with Azure related IoT uh, stuff. It's great to be part of that community. So you can, of course, learn uh, from a technology perspective, but you can also meet. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you can meet the presenters. You can meet Microsoft people presenting there. You uh, know, online, of course. So that's a little bit difficult um, uh, because uh, in the previous uh, community evenings, uh, we, we went to a Microsoft partner. We get some eating with each other, then some presentations. Afterwards, some beer and, and drinks and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, then of course a totally different dynamic. So it was really meeting each other, collaborating, thinking about new stuff around uh, Azure IoT. And now with the online uh, focus, that's a little bit different. I'm struggling really with that. So it's more timing, it's structured. Um, uh, it, it's it's a little bit more or less uh, interactive, in my opinion. Um, but it's yeah. It, uh, I think that that's really the great part to to be part of an IT community is is and every community is to learn and meet. Those are the two important topics. Yeah, if you look at the future, um, I think it's difficult uh, now, especially with COVID. But I hope in the near future we can meet again physically because I think that's very important for the community. Of course, the online part is is important there uh, where you can share your knowledge. But I think meet uh, yeah meeting each other is is is, is really important especially uh, to, to think about future uh, IoT services, for example, or just have a whiteboard with each other to, to talk about something. And uh, even better to meet the people itself. Uh, online, We you don't see each other uh, quite well. And and yeah, if you're going to eat uh, with each other on a big table, you see people that you never knew. So, uh, so I hope in the future we will do that. Um, Communities is always difficult um, because you spend a lot of time in it, uh, and I love to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I hope in the future a lot of people will also, uh, of course, attend. And that, that, and normally we've got around 50 people in the community meetings. I hope we will go to 100. It's not an a target or something like that. But the more, the better, because then we can share again more. And and yeah, one of the the, the uh, ideas we had before COVID was to uh, to have a Saturday meeting to do physical stuff, especially with IoT. And uh, in the community evenings, we share a lot of knowledge, but we don't do anything. Uh, and, and and one of the ideas we had, and we hope to do it now, hopefully coming year, but else the year after, is to organize really an IoT day where mm. you can uh, yeah can do with uh, with hardware like this and play with it and. Yeah, it's it's more tangible than listening to a presentation. Yeah, uh, I hope yeah. in the future we we can do that. That's one of the big topics we had before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I I completely agree. Last year I was at the Things conference and it was exactly. nice to actually see all the all the hardware on display as yep. well as listening to speakers. Uh, you know, online is great, but actually being able to play, see some of this stuff. In real life, and, yeah. and get caught up in the energy of the day of the conference, and be be around other people uh, is something that can't be replaced. 
Um, so it would be really nice in the future if we can start to integrate this back in to our lives once more, right? So, uh, really yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Remco, obviously IoT is reshaping a lot of business models. Uh, in, in your opinion, why should businesses, both enterprise, small, medium, start, look, uh, start to look to integrate IoT strategies into their supply chain, in, uh, in your view? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it, it, it doesn't care if it's a small business or a big business. So I, I, I do projects in small businesses that have at least uh, the same impact as in an enterprise uh, implementation. So I think in every business, IoT can um, can help their strategies or even uh, uh, change their strategies and their business strategies. If you look especially at the supply chain, of course, um, yeah, where, where, where big companies like Maersk and, and others uh, with with container tracking, for example, um, I, I give much more accurate information about your goods in the in the supply chain. For example, that's a quite easy one, but uh, that have a big impact on the on the on the businesses in the supply chain. Um, so, so I see uh, a lot of changes there, but but I think uh, as every business in every sector, you have to look at IoT because that can mean different changes for your uh, for your vertical or your sector. Um, and and it will uh, give you another look on your business. Yeah, um, um, uh, last year I did a project at an uh, at a coffee company. Uh, they were selling uh, coffee machines and and beans, and they sell now uh, coffee as a service. Mm. Of course, a simple example, uh, but without IoT and and especially in that business, uh, uh, because what is IoT? It's it's along there for for twenty thirty years at least with M 2 M we call it before and and all uh, kind of other terms. But the big thing now is it, it's affordable. It's quite cheap. Uh, we've got great connections, especially uh, within the Netherlands. Um, yeah, we've got LoRa-based uh, devices, M2M, uh, narrowband. Uh, we've got everything here. So, so for for companies, supply chain, it's it's so easily to to add a sensor to a container or something else, and then follow that mm. that sensor. Mm. Mm. And and um, yeah, and and if you look at the benefits, um, it, it, that's of course a little bit difficult to say because it's it's more vertical focused. Eh? So the benefits can of 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 course be financial, eh? that you, that your supply chain is more efficient. But the other benefit, of course, is because you have IoT and you can track your container, for example. Uh, yeah, you can maybe get more customers eh? because yeah. you have those insights and your customers have those insights and your competitor don't have that. Yeah. And so it can be a financial one, but also uh, uh, yeah, more a customer-focused one. With okay, I like that product more because I can follow it much better and I know where my product is and um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Coffee as a service. That sounds interesting. So we Coffee recently had. Yeah. So we recently seems that everything these days is as a service, right? Yeah. Um, uh, we recently had a, a well-known uh, chain in here in the UK offer a. Uh, Twenty pounds per month subscription service as well. Was it a, was it a similar model? Was that what you mentioned by coffee as a service in the Netherlands? So yeah. you pay you pay a certain amount of euros per per month and per month. Uh, yeah for the coffee right. machine, including coffee machine and beans. And right. uh, there, there's a gap on the beans, I think. Uh, so they expect something like that, but it, it's uh, yeah, it, it's really in price per month. Yeah. Right. Let's see. And there must be a, there's a sensor somewhere along the lines that when when it runs short or something, yeah. 
automatically triggers uh, an update and uh, a new delivery as such. Is that right? Yeah, that's essentially what we have built. So uh, uh, especially all the coffee machines, they have no connectivity. And uh, we have developed uh, together with a uh, supplier in uh, in Poland and a small device that we can put in the coffee machine and extract yeah. the data from the coffee machine. So we know exactly how many beans are uh, uh, went through the through the day, for example, or how many milk or chocolate or something like uh, like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. Because of course your your background, Remco, it, uh, it was heavy in architecture, wasn't it? Um, so Construction. You spent a lot of time. Yeah. 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 So um, so you're well versed with architecturing solutions and um, and being able to put the sort of blueprint to roll this out as such. Yep. Um, and, and for how long was that? Did you say sort of 15, 20 years as such before you got to your current position now? Yeah, so yeah, so I, I started my career 20 years ago. So uh, I think uh, solutioning, I think it's it's around 10 years, something like that, 10, 12 years. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and in the beginning, I was engineer developer and, right. and, and, and moved away to consulting and then architecture. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. And then everything of uh, in between. Yeah. Um, yeah. And different roles. So uh, sometimes I do a little bit of strategy at a customer, especially now with IoT. Yeah, so I can mm. I can IoT change your company, and uh, sometimes I do the, also the solutioning. It really depends uh, on the needs, and always yeah. of course together with the team. Yeah, sure. And that's a, that's a really that's a really interesting question here because you know in your view, uh, having obviously been you know an architect and, and worked in this for, for for many many years, what in your view makes a successful architect uh, uh you know within within a team environment what 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 are the sort of qualities that would uh uh set someone apart from someone else uh especially in iot architecture so i think uh, if you look more in general it's uh communicate that that's number one uh that is important i think in every role by the way but especially if you're in a role as architect or um in, in a lead role at a, at a client and that's within the team and outside of the team. So that's really important. If you look at I, uh, more from an IoT perspective, if uh, if I look there, my, my biggest challenge is always hardware. So uh, mm. I, I go to a customer, sometimes they have already hardware and a supplier of that. And, and especially with IoT, it's a combination, of course, uh, as you know, between hardware, connectivity and platform. Mm. And, and if you only do the platform that, that, as an architect, as an IoT architect, that that's in my opinion not the right one as an iot architect you should have knowledge about all three of them and of course you will have a focus like myself i've got a big focus on the platform side because that that's my history uh, but i know how it works on the device and connectivity side and, and that's really important because those two worlds are not the best connected yet the platform and the and the hardware and and suppliers like microsoft are putting a lot of effort into that to make that combination much better and with all, all kinds of SDKs on devices and um, uh, a lot of support on on, on, on all uh, important chipsets like the ESP32 and others from a Microsoft perspective to, to, to bridge that gap because that's, a, that's always a big challenge. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so from my IoT architecture, of course, it's communication and consulting, etc. Those skills are really important. But if you look specific to IoT, the whole IoT supply chain, you really need to know how does how does that work. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you need to be, and you need to be creative, eh? because especially with IoT, it, it's really different than email. 
uh, you can think about other business models for your clients. So you you have to be a little bit out of the box thinking, mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. uh, maybe a visionary is a big word, but okay, if you go to a coffee company, you know, what can we do with IoT? How can that business be changed because of this technology? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. But I think the perfect example of that was to talk about the coffee as a service earlier, right? Um, you know, being able to predict um, and accurately view changes in in consumption. Uh, by use of sensors, right, and yep. uh, it's going to it's going to have such a a, a long lasting approach on uh, on many many businesses, which is why IoT really touches on everyone and everything. Exactly, you know? yep. uh, and eventually, probably we won't call it IoT anymore because it will just be technology. It will just be what we do and what we live with. Um, on, on that note, Remco, I'm always interested to find out, and I know this is a little bit off-piece, but I'm always interested to find out what people like yourself, thought leaders of in this space, people that live, work, and breathe IoT, what are you most excited for in the future for IoT? What what types of things do you believe we can get to with this, and, and what, what would you like to see come out of this, uh, you know, fourth industrial revolution, as, as people, people talk about it? Yeah, so I'm I'm a big fan of digital twins, and um, okay. and and I think that's quite related to IoT. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, we see now in uh, I think in the last uh, quarter, two quarters, half a year that 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 digital twin is really getting up there. It it it's already there for years. Huh? It's the same like IoT and years ago service buses and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But but it's it, the hype is now over and and people are implementing digital twins of almost everything i'm involved right. with ships with buildings with locks with yeah, yeah you name it well, the, the port of rotterdam was one of the largest wasn't it uh, yeah. digital twin initiatives of recent times yeah yeah and also as avanade we we are uh, doing a lot in that that topic and important with digital twin is uh in standard uh, so microsoft is involved uh, with the digital twin consortium so a worldwide um, non-profit organization um, yeah, to, to standardize the, the, the digital twins uh, and how do you communicate with digital twins, etc., etc. So I'm look, looking very forward to the digital twin. The digital twin is growing up. Yeah, so they're not baby anymore. Uh, they're going to the next step and next level, and 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 already getting grown up now. And they're not there yet, but it's getting there. I think in the coming two three years, and IoT will play an important part in that uh, that topic. Uh, and of course, for digital twin, IoT is not always needed. But if you look, for example, from uh, Industry 4.0, um, um, uh, if you look at manufacturing, and digital twin can play really in good act on, of course, having insights of that factory, but also things like simulations mm. and how to make your processes more efficient, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And digital twin can play an important role in that. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. that's yeah. my my hope. And also my view on uh, on the coming uh, one to two years, that the digital twin will be important um, part of um, of IoT. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it'll be good to see what happens in the future with that. And um, you know, I appreciate your views. I appreciate your time as well. So thank you so much for coming on, Remco. Um, I know you're busy up with the upcoming changes and your new position starting in January. Good. Good luck from all of us. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, yeah, it was good to, uh, it's good to, good to talk. Thanks for having me, Tom. Thank you very All much. All right, you're very welcome. Thank you. Cheers.
Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for more episodes in the IoT podcast, the leading podcast among the IoT community.